0: Alone, in what he knew to be their inevitable and probably their last meeting. As I gazed over the falls, thinking that Holmes had perished in that awful abyss, I was overcome by my own failure to realize that the tall figure who approached as I left was indeed Moriarty himself. Grief stricken at the loss of the friend I valued most in the world, and filled with remorse at my own obtuseness, I returned to London, where my wife saw me through the first disconsolate days. The only ray of light in the darkness was a visit by Lestrade, who reported on the successful arrest of many of the Moriarty gang. Over forty criminals had been apprehended and scheduled for trial. Unfortunately, several of the inner circle, including Moriarty, had avoided the net and were presumed to have left England. One, Sebastian Moran, Moriarty's chief lieutenant, was also thought to have accompanied him to Switzerland. The others had scattered and were at large. Despite my wife's ministrations and the distractions of my medical practice, both she and I realized as the days passed that something more was needed if I were to recover from my loss. Indeed, it was she who first suggested that I take a trip to the continent and spend a few weeks exploring places that I had not visited hitherto. I placed my patience in the hands of a trusted associate at St. Bart's, and booking passage on a steamer bound for Naples, I soon found myself at sea on my way to the Mediterranean. The stormy Atlantic did nothing to alleviate my sorrow, but after we passed through the Straits of Gibraltar, clouds began to break, and I began to recover that sense of well-being that the sun-starved Londoner experiences when he reaches the warmer climes of the south. The ship, the Brig, was a Danish freighter bound for Alexandria and Constantinople, with a return in a few weeks to England. I left the ship at Naples and journeyed south along the coast, where I stopped for a time at Ravello. It was here that I received word of James Moriarty's slanderous remarks concerning Holmes and his outlandish defense of his dead brother. Distracted from my sorrow by the gaiety of the Italians and my anger at Moriarty's false account, it was here that I decided to write my own account of those last few days in Switzerland in response. Upon my return to London, I benefited greatly by the many kindnesses of Mycroft, Holmes's older brother. Mycroft invited me to dine with him at the Diogenes Club on several occasions. Though his corpulent appearance was so different from that of Holmes, his mental acuity and habits of mind were so like those of his younger brother that they led me to feel that something of my friend still lived on in our world. On one of these occasions, Mycroft asked that I accompany him to the quarters that I had once shared with Holmes on Baker Street. Before his disappearance, sensing that his meeting with Moriarty might not go entirely according to his desire, Holmes had left Mycroft instructions of how to dispose of his personal effects, including his papers. Mycroft, among the most physically inactive of men, had decided to leave things as they were for the present, paying Mrs. Hudson the modest rent until such time as his physical energy might rise to the point where he could begin the grim disposition of Holmes's effects. It was my first visit to our quarters since Holmes's disappearance, and my eyes misted over as I entered, half expecting to see my friend sitting in his accustomed place. But he was not there, and the ample tears of Mrs. Hudson on seeing me Only confirmed what I then regarded as the greatest loss of my life. In the spring of eighteen ninety two, as well as the spring of the following year, I revisited the Reichenbach Falls. My grief and remorse had dissipated to a great degree, and it is still not entirely clear what inner compulsion made me return to that fearful spot. In part I think it was the indeterminate nature of Holmes's death. I harbored no doubts or suspicions that he was anything but dead. For me, that was the bitterest of certainties. Beyond his alpine stock and the note that he left behind, there was nothing. He was simply gone. The small hope that I would...